No. What's your least favorite scary movie? If you die in the game, you die in real life. Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about our least favorite aspects and most debatable opinions of our most favorite scary movies, and I murder my husband, Travis. And <laughs> we fight over our favorites. All right. Why were you laughing so hard at me? Um, I wasn't expecting that. What else am I going to say about this movie? I don't know. I was trying to figure out what it would be, but it wasn't. What was it again? What would you say? If you die in the game, you die in real life. Is that a quote from the movie? Um, I think it's a quote from the trailer. So what happened was this week we're talking 2006 Stay Alive. Uh, a listener, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi. Uh, she emailed us because we had mentioned uh, in Eight-Legged Freaks, we had the actor that played Logan in Gilmore Girls. And then in House of Wax, we obviously had Jared Padalecki who played Dean. And then I made a joke about how we needed Jess's actor in a horror movie so we could have the Rory Gilmore trifecta. And she emailed me and told me that there's, um, well, she emailed us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was her yeah. shared email address. Um, she emailed us and told us that there is this uh, random horror movie from the mid-2000s that uh, Milo Ventimiglia is in, uh, Milo Ventimiglia is in. And uh, she was like, it's not a particularly great movie. You'll have had all three. So that's what we did. Yes. So thank you very much for doing that. Because <laughs> yes. really, that is, like, I'm honestly happy that we've, got that completed here we met a goal yeah we and did. it feels good it feels and we had good. some outside help from it too so yeah. that's like it makes it extra special yeah but um also i would like to say whenever she said by the way it's not a very good movie we were both like perfect yes yes we were <laughs> yeah we were so excited about that but that brings me to the point that um neither of us felt mm. like we had heard it before and then I was doing some of my uh, preliminary looking stuff up before watching it. And I was like, this is starting to sound maybe a little familiar. And then I saw Frankie Muniz's stupid upside down sideways <laughs> poker cap and a flood of memories came rushing back in. Of that trailer being played all the time. It was like, if you die in the game, you die in real life. And I was watching for it for the entire movie and it never happened. Which he makes says me... it. I think he says it. <clears throat> I don't think he said it quite the way I remember it from the trailer. I don't think it I don't think it happened <laughs> that same way. I think the trailer edited it. Although, so I will say this, this is like my one fun fact of the movie, and I'll explain this in a second. But there was about 15 minutes cut from it, 15 to 20 minutes cut to make it PG 13. Originally it was given an R rating. Yeah. Whenever you you brought that up to me before we started watching, and it made some shots very clear where they made the cuts. Yes, yes. So there's like, anytime that there's gore, you only get like a microsecond of it, and then it immediately cuts. Yeah, it's almost like subliminal messaging in a way. Yeah, that's what I was thinking um, too. Like, yeah. You know, Ivanette Niage. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> that unlocks something in me. <laughs> <laughs> um before we get down to it i have another important life update for us and that is uh the saga of the clowns in our podcast room because as we've mentioned before we have uh definitively haunted clown paintings hanging behind travis mm -hmm. and uh we've brought in all of our halloween decorations and we had a uh Man-sized clown mannequin out front that was motion-activated and creepy, and uh, he lives in our podcast room now, and 
apparently neither of us can make our brains remember this because like. every time we walk in, we're like, why is there a man that has broken into our podcast room? I just remember the first time. It was like that. It was the next day. I opened up the no, door. No, it was the same day. Was it? it was the same day. We recorded um, last week's episode. We took down our Halloween decorations. We made some popcorn and watched a movie. And then you came in here to grab your laptop and you went, fuck. I just remember it. Like I actually screamed like I was dying. And I think everybody probably thought that there was like a legitimately an intruder in the house. Uh, yeah, he's here now. He's going to be a permanent part of the podcast until next October. Well, we should name him at some point. Avo mm-hmm. Zebo. Do you, do you remember Zebo? No. From Are You Afraid of the Dark? Dude, you gotta watch Zebo. Zebo the Clown. It's it's the best. It's the it's the segment of that show that fucked me up the most as a kid, and might be why I'm terrified of clowns. Listen, this is gonna sound really weird. Yeah, I loved Are You Afraid of the Dark? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, as most uh, now mentally stable adults can say, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I loved it. But I do not remember any particular segment. What remember? What I remember is these kids sneaking out in the dark, telling stories in an abandoned area. That's the true horror of the show for me. Is it? <laughs> yes, because that's like a realistic scenario that people could actually be like, "Hey, Jesse, you like creepy shit? Come out here in the dark to an abandoned area and let's tell scary stories." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, but people like actually get murdered in the dark, so I'm gonna pass on that." Mm, well, maybe I don't know. But it had some good stuff. It did. I like it over Goosebumps. Do you remember at the uh, the indie filmmakers panel at Scarefest, one of the filmmakers said the what inspired him to do horror was uh, the episode of The Haunted Mask. Yeah. I related to that so hard. Yeah, I get it. That's kind of our generation. I had that on VHS. <laughs> that's, that's what this generation of filmmakers is going to be, just that type of shit. I feel like... The Haunted Mask 2 had a scarier mask, but a weaker There's a sequel? story. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Let's uh, let's move on, though, okay. because okay. this isn't an R.L. Stein or kids horror podcast. We're talking about... If you're into that, check out Teen Creeps. Yeah. <laughs> Jessie loves them. She talks about them all the time to me. Um, I constantly have to stop myself from saying what I think the title of this movie is. I always want to call it Game Over. That would be a much better name. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, I get that it's like named after the game in the game or well, in the movie. The name of the game is stupid. I've got a lot of thoughts about the game itself and gaming as it pertains to this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that'll be interesting. I'm excited. It's kind of I don't know. It's interesting having one focused around gaming, but man, it's like got that cringy gamer dialogue in it. You know. All right, so we watched this on Prime. You can rent it for like $4. I think I mentioned that last week. We're going to start trying to tell you guys where you can find um, the movie to watch. Yeah, in advance. Um, That way you can watch it before the next week. And we can all be on the same page. They only had the PG-13 version available, so I do not, unfortunately, know what we would have missed with the rated R. I think even with extended cuts, like 15 minutes, that's a lot. That's a lot in movie time. That's a whole lot, yeah. Like... It doesn't sound like a ton, but it's a ton when you really think about it. I'm um, just trying to think like what all they could have cut that was so dark for, you know, a, I don't know. I feel like there are some like we were talking about Pumpkinhead with the guys on the D- Decision Reel and 
that got an R rating somehow. Like, I guess it's just... It was like the opposite of this movie. Yeah. It's just really weird. I don't know. This doesn't... You could have taken it a little bit further. I don't know. It's just... Yeah. I see why they wanted it to be PG-13 because it appeals to a broader audience and like... They need the teens for this one because it's about games. It's about games and also like... I don't know. It just feels like a movie that wasn't made with a ton of heart to it. You you want to know what I think that like caused this movie? What I think I mean this is <laughs> what, what brought this to the <laughs> world. <laughs> well, okay, we'll I'll say this and then we can get into our ratings because okay. you know, we'll talk about how we feel about it. But my theory is uh, this was like pretty soon after the Ring, so really they kind of wanted to take a similar concept to the Ring, except apply it to a different medium. Like, there are even, like, very similar scenes in the movie. Yeah. Very similar shots, like the water leaking from the keyboard, you know? It was not water. It was blood. There was a scene where there was, like, water coming out of the keyboard, too. It was blood. Was that blood? Yeah. Because when he goes to, like, fuck around in the computer tower, his hand is all bloody. After he's, like, tippy tippy Oh, I saw that, like, in, like, the actual PC. I thought from the keyboard it was water, so it was blood. Okay. Yeah. Well, still, it was very reminiscent. I mean, water in your keyboard, yes, that is frightening, especially if you're a big fucking nerd, but like blood yeah. is spooky to everybody. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. I feel like this is very much inspired by The Ring, and they kind of wanted to like ride the wave of that type of horror where, you know, it's like a medium kills you, you know, so instead of like a movie, like a tape, it's like a video game that you play, causes you to die. I think that makes sense, especially given the end where it like kind of perpetuates. Yeah, it's like kind of the, the same. Myth. Yeah. 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 Okay, so this movie came out in 2006. It was directed by William Brent Bell, who also directed The Devil Inside, which is like. I've heard of that. Yeah, it was like 2012, I think. It was another one of those like exorcism type movies. Mm, um, yeah. I think it was like a documentary style exorcism. I think we've watched like part of it on Shutter or something, maybe, or Netflix maybe. I don't know. I can't remember. I think I've heard good things about it. I, I've heard it mentioned. So that. I'm going to be honest. A lot of exorcism movies just like blend together for me. They kind of, yeah, they kind of do. Um, but he's also directing the upcoming Orphan First Kill. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. He's, yeah. That's a crazy career right here then. yeah um no i mean that's not the only things he's ever directed. oh yeah i know <laughs> but like you know um this movie was co-written by william brent bell and matthew peterman i tried to look up matthew peterman's other writing credits i did not dig very deep on his imdb page uh because when i pulled it up it was like mostly producer credits okay um so yeah music was done by john frizzle or frizzle i like frizzle just I like because frizzle of magic too. school bus <laughs> He did the music for, again, not just these two things. <laughs> you have to make that distinction with me every single time. Yes. Um, okay. Alien Resurrection. Okay. And Office Space. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. The movie stars John Foster as Hutch, Samir Armstrong as Abigail, Frankie Muniz as Swink, Jimmy Simpson as Finn, Sophia Bush as October, and Milo Ventimiglia as Loomis. I say star very loosely because he is in like 30 seconds of film, but he's the whole reason we watched it. So Yeah, I, I was expecting more of him. Also, the cast or the characters in this movie, what the fuck were they thinking with the names? October, Swink, Finn, spelled with a P-H. I know his is because it's... Um, Phineas. Phineas, yeah. Yeah, no, it was like... 
what are the weirdest fucking game yeah. names we can come up with? Because gamers are all nerds. Also, Loomis Crowley. That feels like Victor Crowley and Dr. Loomis I smashed him. I think one. this is before. It, it is. Yeah. It, it is. That's a very like, happy coincidence. That's I think. what my brain was. That's what I mean. Like, mine, I yeah. thought that too. I feel like Loomis, you can't name somebody Loomis in a horror movie now and not no. make me. Yeah, like it, it's and definitely a reference. What the fuck is Loomis as a first name? Uh, I feel like his parents were old enough to have been like into Halloween. Like maybe Mm. they watched it. Like they would have been old enough to see Halloween in theaters. Like, so did they name him after that? Like I would be so fucking mad (laughs) if I found out that my mom named me after the world's worst psychiatrist. Oh my God, stop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. This movie did not have a bug Ted. This movie had a budget. Oh, really? How big? Twenty million. What? I know you wouldn't know it from looking at it. <laughs> it's got to be all of the CG animation for the game. Even that doesn't even look that good, though. Munas don't come cheap, homie. <laughs> yeah, that, you know, maybe you got that Malcolm in the Middle energy. How big was the Gilmore Girls guy at this point? Was he like a? I don't feel like he. I don't think his career like launched. I think he's in he's in a few things. Like it's just not things we watch. He's more like drama oriented now. I think he's in This Is Us or like one of those types of fucking shows. Okay. Um also I would like to point out that I discovered you can Google how to pronounce celebrity names. Oh really? So that's why I did not fuck his name up. Oh nice. I need to do that. Yes. So that's what uh that's what we're gonna start doing. Well it's like obscure names though. Like, well, if it's obscure names, then we'll like, you know, preface this. We could not find the pronunciation online and we're doing our best. Okay. I thought of it because I was randomly like thinking about UK basketball. I say randomly thinking that like the season didn't just start. Um, But I like it on their page next to the team roster, like everybody's name. They've got like a how to pronounce button. And I really, really want all college basketball commentators to take like 30 seconds before a game and do each one of them because they cannot pronounce a fucking name no notoriously well they do better than i can but they have a little bit of background what did, what did you think of this movie jesse or are you done with all of the i'm stuff? done with all of that i do have one other uh, there wasn't a ton of like background to look up so i've been trying to get away from just like picking snippets off of imdb just because it's all user submitted and it's not necessarily thoroughly like fact checked yeah so i try to i started i started seeing the like a uh, celebrity notoriously hated or loved this movie i'm like that's not a fun fact about oh this really movie. yeah, yeah. Like, that's fucking stupid um so i'm just like it's not like wikipedia where like you can put fake shit up but it gets taken down real fast those wikipedia people your teachers tell you wikipedia is not a credible source but uh wikipedia takes it shit seriously uh but i so i've been trying to steer away from just like plucking things from that and sometimes what i'll do is like if i see something that looks interesting on the trivia page I Google it to see if I can find another source or an interview or something. And I couldn't find a ton of stuff with this. There wasn't a ton of interesting stuff under the trivia page anyway. I feel like this movie probably doesn't have like a lot of coverage. Yeah. And then like I tried to look up interviews for the movie. Couldn't find a ton of that. I did uh, look up though Countess Elizabeth Bathory because somebody in the trivia section said that she was an actual person and she was. And she did uh, hella murder some girls. And really? yeah, and she was known as the Countess of Blood, I think. Is she based um, here in the United States? No. Okay. <laughs> uh about as far from Louisiana as you can get. Uh hungry. 
Oh. Yeah. Uh, but the part about like the servants being tried and murdered is like for participating is true, and her being locked in her castle as punishment is true, which is just like fucking shitty. But um, yeah, that's kind of cool that it's based off of like a real person though. Yeah, but like that's a really weird choice to make, and then to make it seem like she has a plantation in the deep south. Yeah, that's a weird choice. That is a weird choice. Uh, like especially like. Even if you could say like, okay, well, inspired by this character, I I could see that, but like to give the actual name, yeah. Um, and I do think so. This is just me talking out of my ass, but I feel like Countess Elizabeth Bathory was also used as inspiration in Hostel Two. Um, you know when um, what's her face? I can't remember her name. Uh, she's in Princess Diaries. She's in Scream. Scream 3 as uh, Randy's little sister. can't remember the actress's uh, name. I kind of know who you're talking about, but I couldn't tell you. All I can think of is Lily, because that was her character okay. in Princess Diaries. But, you, um, but you know the part where she gets like, where she is captured and killed, and she's like hung over the woman's bathtub and like sliced and woman bathes in her blood? Yeah. I feel like I remember reading somewhere like years ago that it was based off of Elizabeth Bathory. Really? Yeah, because supposedly, like, there's a lot of rumors floating around, like, oh, she inspired a lot of vampire dramatizations and this and that, which a lot of people say that various murderers inspired vampire lore, but... So vampire lore is in Hostel? Apparently. <laughs> okay, just so but we're clear. I feel like it makes a lot more sense in Hostel, Hostel 2, um, because... Of the vampires. Because of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anyway, okay, so this movie, I, this is a movie that, like, it's inoffensive to me, you know what I mean, like. You're indifferent? Yeah, like, it's one of those that, like, I'm not saying, like, it's not offensive in some of its uses of language, because it still suffers from being very much 2006, mm -hmm. and we all know how I feel about that language. Yeah. Uh, but, like, like. It's a decent enough premise. It's interesting. It's one of those, like, I won't throw it out of bed for eating crackers. You know what I mean? Like, if it's on TV, nothing else is on. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, we're going to watch Stay Alive. It's fine. What kind of saying is that? I won't throw it out of bed for eating crackers? Yeah. Did you just make that up or is no, that real? No, it's an actual <laughs> saying. Like, I wouldn't throw her out of bed for eating crackers. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's an honest to God saying. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> I've never heard that in my life. Okay, well, there's lots of things you haven't heard. Hmm. <laughs> I swear to God, it's an actual saying. Okay, go ahead. Okay, but anyway, I like the flashbacks are very overdramatic, um, mostly because we do not really flesh out that background. It's just there to give like a tragic background TM um, so that way Hutch can have a character arc because otherwise he's a very boring person aside from the fact that everyone he knows dies yeah like he's got no personality other than the like ptsd which is unfortunate we've got people that call themselves hardcore gamers but they apparently do not know how to play video games um we've got a bunch of like pseudoscience babble like it that's what i mean that this movie feels like it doesn't have a ton of heart like it's somebody that was like okay we've got an idea we can kind of like you said i like your theory your headcanon that this is like capitalizing off of the ring yeah um you know we we can do this we can make some money off of it kind of like the whole friday the 13th the first one that kind of treatment like we're gonna 
do a thing to make money. Oh, God. Uh, they only made $27.1 million from this, by the way. I did not. Worldwide? Yeah, that was a worldwide gross. What What was the budget? 20? Okay, and then... Okay, people say IMDb budgets are always kind of like, eh, but also, you know, that's the, that's all you got. Like, nobody really wants to give yeah. numbers, so... I mean, like, and here's the thing. I know the IMDb budget is off, but, like, it always matches every other place that I check, so I've stopped checking multiple places. Okay, and they say that you have to at least, like, double it to, like... Triple it, I think? Something like that something to make like it... That. To it depends. truly make back your costs. Well, the marketing had an impression on you, obviously. Apparently, except for the fact that I did not remember it until I was about to watch the movie again anyway. Yeah. So is that truly effective marketing? It's the one... It's the long con like it it's running a marathon it's not it's it's banking on you realizing 20 years later oh shit frankie <laughs> Muniz told me uh if you die in the game you die in real life and then you gotta watch it and then we buy it on amazon prime yeah we didn't buy it we rented it but you know yeah okay where are you rating it then oh wait i've got one more one oh more go ahead i'm sorry jimmy simpson is an american treasure yeah that's, I love that's jimmy the other simpson. thing yeah. i needed to say Oh, yeah. There will be plenty of Jimmy Simpson <laughs> praise in this. His character is an absolute dirtbag, but I love every second he's on screen. So I'm going to, like, this is a solid, like, five for me. Okay. Like, I did not hate it. I did not love it. It's very solid, middle of the road for me. I'm fine watching it if there's nothing else to watch. A lot of times there is going to be something else to watch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So okay, that's where I'm at with it. Um, I mean, like I, I already told you, like the whole ring thing. So I think that this is just, yeah, I I agree with you. It didn't have any heart. It's just banking off of success of like a previous thing, and they're trying to like recreate something similar. Uh, they got Frankie Muniz attached to it. I think that that was their first goal going into this. Like they're like, look, I've got the title. And I've got Frankie Muniz attached. Are you in? Like, are you guys going to buy this? $20 million, we're asking. Can I ask a very important Frankie Muniz related question? It to can me? wait until after you're done with your thoughts if you want. So I don't No, throw... let's go ahead and do it. Let's okay. go. What did you think about the movie Big Fat Liar? I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. It's so stupid. I love it so much. The only... <laughs> Look, I know that he... I've watched a handful of episodes of Malcolm in the Middle. But my only exposure to Frankie Muniz, other than this movie and that, is Agent Cody Banks. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that. And I only watched that because it was a school field trip. No, okay. So Big Fat Liar had Frankie Muniz, Amanda Bynes, and Paul Giamatti. And it's it's so stupid, but I love watching it. Like, it's stupid in like a, this is definitely a children's movie, but like as an adult, you can appreciate it, it kind of way. Is this around the same time? Probably somewhere around there. Okay. It's, it's a, are you? Is this something? It's that in the Muniz era. Are you the Muniz era? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a known film. Yeah. It's like a time. Scientists millennia from now will be like, <laughs> yeah. "Here's this is a relic from the Muniz era." <laughs> I'm just thinking of like film studies, like the, <laughs> like the 2100s. Like, ah, oh, yes, the the Muniz era of film, revolutionary. It was way ahead of its time. <laughs> We're not going to truly recognize it. That's part to... of it, dude. It's 20 years later, and we're watching this movie now and talking about Frankie Muniz. Exactly. Oh, it's happening. I need to see you. That's While not... you're doing this, I'm going to go ahead and finish my okay, thoughts. Okay. So, yeah, I think that this movie is... I think this is one of those movies that we would see like a trailer for when we're going to watch like another horror movie, and you would like nudge me and be like, 
I want to see that. And I would be like, fuck it. Okay, I don't care. Like, it's it's a reason to go to the movies and watch something. You compared it to Wish Upon, and I was like, I was immediately like, yeah, but Wish Upon had that cool elevator scene, and you're like, see, exactly. <laughs> no, dude, no. Yeah, so I don't think that this is a good movie. I think it has some elements. I think it has some fun to it. It's uh, It's kind of like a little popcorn movie, like, there's no substance there. I don't want to actually like I wouldn't put this on kind of like you said. It's just I don't know. I don't even know if I would like actively want to rewatch it again. Just uh I think I'm gonna give it like like a three. A three. So yeah. we're we're starting starting average of four. I'm trying to I can't remember if this But it's not like I I enjoyed myself watching it. It's not like I didn't have a good time. It's objectively not a good movie and it just lacks any soul, I guess. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because I like bad movies. I like a lot of bad horror movies, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of the bad horror movies that I like are like they like you can tell that they were going for yeah. something, you know? Yeah, they had they had an intentionality to them. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't, but like I but, there are yeah. things about this movie that I like, but overall, it does. It just feels very, like... Manufactured. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, what were you looking up there? I was... I could not remember if Big Fat Liar is a Disney property or not. I don't think it is. Oh, why? Okay. Because I just wanted to see if it was on Disney, because I was going to make oh, you Disney watch Plus? it. Oh, Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay, we can look that up later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, it's 2002. 2002. Okay. Yes. yes. Square in the Nunez... Munez? <laughs> Munez. Square in the Munez era. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this movie opened in a way that was very confusing to me because I was not sure if we were still getting production and distribution company credits because like it opens with a bloody eyeball and a scream and then we fly down to a haunted mansion and I was like, wow, this yeah. is a really long distribution company logo. And then I realized <laughs> that we were like starting off inside the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely like that whole zooming in on like a property type thing. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, so we see this video game character wandering down the hall. Um, did the graphics feel like true to video games of this time to you uh i was kind of trying to think of that so i guess all at the end they actually show the disc that this game is printed on and it's playstation 2 so i'm trying to put it into like playstation that 2 did graphics. not look like playstation 2 quality it graphics. did and it didn't actually i don't know playstation 2 wasn't terrible you could do some good things with it but i think that the playstation 2 could have done these graphics I don't know. It just kind of felt a little bit too animated. It didn't feel like an actual like game that you were witnessing. Because it kind of made me feel like um, Until Dawn, like which is the newer technology where like people like actually act kind out, of. right? What it made me think of was like Resident Evil because you're Ooh. like walking into that mansion. That's a very Resident Evil one mansion layout right there. You know, it's got like little zombie kids in there too. Yeah. So yeah, it, it just starts with him like walking through there. It's it's a first person game, so we're seeing this all through his perspective. But then we're also getting shots of like not first person. Yeah, it's kind of confusing. Like if you're gonna do a video game, like stick to like the laws of a video game. Don't and, like show us. Third and that's person the thing stuff. too is I feel like this movie was written by people who are not like super into gaming and didn't necessarily talk to huge gamers like there's somebody that like their brother plays a lot of video games so they picked up on I'm the language of it their son or yeah or their son like and really they're getting all of their like terminology from like little 12 year old kids like oh you yeah. fucking noob <laughs> you know and they're like oh noob right there get that in the script bobby <laughs> and you're grounded for saying fucking <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely feels like that was the extent of their research. Same with like all of Frankie Muniz's like uh, pseudoscience talk. I say pseudoscience because they literally just like picked up buzzwords of science. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> of science. What they did basically was like, <laughs> They did the bare minimum of research for everything that they covered here. They were like, this sounds passable to us, which means most audiences will accept it as passable. They probably, I mean, they were like, oh, this is killer. Like, dude, I heard my son say this last night. Like, we've got this. (laughs) But anyways. um, But I think what really gets me about it is that we find out he was beta testing this game, which I have a whole other set of things to talk about. But like. Yeah, you're not normally supposed to be beta testing this stuff at home. Yeah. That's all in a controlled environment. Beta testing is notoriously not super fun. Like, (laughs) you are going through it, like, frame by frame, bit by bit, checking for glitches. It's not just going in and playing the game. Yeah, you're, you're, the entire point of you doing this, you're trying to break the game. You're not trying to, like, actually have fun with it. Yeah. So this guy, yeah, he's, like, walking around, and you can see there's, like, this little doll of the countess and it kind of like tilts its head up and then all of a sudden you get zombie children and then mirror they're chasing ghosts. Him. mirror ghosts and then suddenly the countess is like an actual person now and pushes him through the railing up on the upper yeah. area of the mansion and he like gets hung and then he's like hangs on the chandelier not before he saw his two friends characters slaughtered to pieces in yes. another room. Important note. They're not even playing the game, so how the hell did they get in there? They were playing and then they gave up to have sex. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Okay. Yes. So Speaking of. Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts about that one too. Yeah. Um so <laughs> I, I do not want to get off track okay because it's important to know he gets done playing he calls his friend Hutch asks if he's coming over and he's like no I can't deny it but I'll see you this week and he's like okay whatever I just beta tested this game it's some scary shit and then I, I wrote down says creepy shit and then I like adjusted my notes because normally when I say that I'm like wow this character is fucking creepy as hell and I was like says it's creepy oh, shit. <laughs> by the way, I want to I want to make a note though that this was like a legitimately good part right here. Like after he dies in the game, it cuts to him in his computer chair, and then like you can see oh, a yeah. faint face appear. Like it's so faint. Yeah. And then it just kind of disappears. So you yeah, know you actually something... rewound it because I did not catch yeah, it. Yeah, I was like, holy shit, that's awesome. Like I love background stuff like that. Whenever you see things in the background and it's not like immediately obvious. Yeah. You know, so okay. kudos to that. Okay, so he did that, and then he hears a binging sound. And he's concerned. So he goes to his roommate's room and his roommate is wearing a pig mask and fucking his girlfriend. First of all, he does Why was this left in the PG-13 version? Yeah, that's what... So they could get away with that. (laughs) So, yeah. I am not kink-shaming anyone. I am just questioning... Why that was like allowed through when so much other shit gets cut. So first of all, the guy, he opens the door. He doesn't knock or anything. And then he's just like, hey, what's up? And then the guy's like on top of his girlfriend with like. He's just staring. He's just watching. Is he? I couldn't even remember. Okay, Do you remember when we talked about cabin fever and there was like that when they first get to the cabin and the one guy comes in and watches his two friends have sex for a really long time. They're like, dude, get out. It was just like that. Yeah. But this time they were okay with it because like this guy's not even questioning the fact that he's wearing a pig 
mask. They've I think it's definitely pretty, they've definitely had a threesome. Yeah, most likely. But the pig mask that it's got to be I and mean, because he's not phased by it. I would be I would be like Jesus. Like if I saw that, like I would think somebody's broken in and like pinned the person down and attacking them. <laughs> I don't think anybody's having sex in that scenario. Yeah, that's uh, uh that's when he says like uh, I found your bodies in the game, and they're like, yeah, we stopped playing a long time ago. He had on a whole pig suit before you walked in. That's how long ago we stopped playing. <laughs> so he ha- he goes to sleep. He has a nightmare. Uh, he wakes up and grabs his Zippo lighter to walk around in the dark, which led me down this whole weird rabbit hole in my brain. I was like, oh, yes, it's 2006, which is before people regularly just like pull out their phone for the flashlight. Mm-hmm. And for the first half of the movie, there is no use of cell phones. And then all of a sudden, the second half of the movie Everybody has a cell phone, and it's crucial to the plot. Were they not calling with a cell phone in the beginning? I thought was it was on a house phone. It seems yeah. like he was on a house phone. I didn't pay attention to the phone. I didn't pay super close attention. I didn't. I only started when he started using the Zippo to walk yeah. around. Okay. Which the Zippo do not have a problem with, because the Zippo is a sustained flame once you light it. Fair. So he's like walking around, and there's a face in the mirror as he goes down the stairs. There's a shadow in the kitchen. Like It starts feeling kind of similar to when he was playing the game just in reverse because he was walking down the stairs instead of up. Yeah, exactly. So he sees the shadow in the kitchen, freaks out, runs, and uh, when he gets to his friend's room, he sees their bodies. They were like cut open and hanging like in the game. We assume it cut away very yeah, quickly. Yeah, this is one of the things I was talking about where you just get like a very brief glimpse of the room. Like it cuts and then immediately right back to like a reaction shot of the guy. Yeah, and then we see him get grabbed and like pushed okay. Uh, through the balcony and hanged like yeah. in the video game. So it's it's not a bad opening. It's not. It's a fairly decent like start to it. It's creepy. It's tense. It's uh, we we should note though that this is the Gilmore. Yes, girl's this guy. this is Milo Ventimiglia. This is all we we watched an hour and twenty minutes of this movie for three minutes of Jess Mariano, but it's fine because Worth we've it? completed yes. at least. I, I would say that he had the best part of the entire movie. Yes, he definitely did. So, he definitely it, did. Yeah, it, none of the kills or anything after this are as good as this. And now I'm going to posit this question to you. Okay. Um, I know you've not seen Gilmore Girls. A lot of people, you know, we have that typical argument in the fandom of like, are you Team Dean, Team Jess, or Team Logan, right? Yeah. But obviously you haven't seen that. So based on um, what you've seen... We've got Logan was the mayor's son in Eight-Legged Freaks. We've got Dean was a wax-faced boyfriend in House of Wax. And then we've got uh, Jess is a beta tester. Yeah. So you're wanting me to like Yes. Which team are you on based off of those movies alone? No context of Gilmore Girls at all. Which team are you on? (laughs) Ooh. Hmm. I don't know, dude. I have to give it to my guy Jared Padalecki. Really? Who, who, which one is he? What's his character in Gilmore Dean, Girls? Dean. Dean. He's Dean. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I, I I'm more familiar with him. I like the movies that he's in more. I liked A Legged Freaks a lot, actually. But he's in House of Wax, and he's going to be in next month's Friday the Thirteenth movie. This guy's. He's. I. I think I'm liking him a little bit better. Okay. I like this guy. I don't really um, get a lot of him, 
So I guess it's kind of hard for me to pick. Okay. But at least he had like a good segment. Okay. So yeah, yeah. that's what I'm going with. All right. I was just curious. Okay. Who are you? Um, well, I've seen the show, so Well, just based off the show. Okay. So bearing in mind that I haven't rewatched season seven in a million years because it's my least favorite. Um, because Amy Sherman Palladino left and his whole thing. Um, and I have not seen Year in the Life. Again, because of the whole season seven thing, I didn't want to have to rewatch it too much in life. So I'm going off of seasons one through six. I'm team Logan. He is the only one of the three that did not put Rory on a pedestal. They just had fun together. He didn't make her this idealized version in his head and get mad at her when she didn't live up to it. It uh, they okay. they were spoiled little rich kids together, just uh, running amok in college at rich kid college. Um, yeah. Okay. So. All right. Cool. <laughs> yes. And uh, if any of our listeners that are also Gilmore Girls fans, there are at least one of us. No, two of us, because I know I feel like Morgan's watched Gilmore Girls. Has she? I used to watch it with my mom. I don't know. Okay. There are some of us. If you want to let us know <laughs> which team you're on, either based on Gilmore Girls or based on those three movies, let us know. Dying to know. <laughs> okay jim halpert goes to work um <laughs> yes he looks exactly like jim halpert he could double for john, uh, john krasinski in this yes this is hutch um he his boss wants to talk to him and it's really because his boss wants help with playing silent hill 4 apparently they play games together a lot and he's like if you put this if you put as much energy into clerking as you did into gaming you could be in my position one day and i'm like <laughs> See, I was confused because I thought that they, um, at the beginning, I thought that this was like a game company. Like, I thought that these were like developers making a game, but it turns out that he's not even working in a field related to games. No, it's just, it's a survival job. Okay. It's just a thing. Um, they call him, and this is on an office phone again because we're 2006 before everybody is expected to have a cell phone always. This is uh, where he gets the news that. Loomis has died. At the funeral, there's a girl very invasively taking photos. This is uh, Sarah's friend. Her name is what? Her name is. Who? Do you remember her name? I couldn't her remember name her name is ever. Chicka chicka chicka. Abigail. Abigail. Okay, I never caught her name the entire. She's movie. the only one that gets a normal fucking name in this movie. That's why we can't remember it. I feel like Hutch is kind of normal. Hutch is definitely. A last name. Also, I feel like Hutch is the crazy, um, like tinfoil hat guy in Into the Wild Green Yonder, the Futurama movie. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I don't associate it with normal. See, Abigail was also supposed to hang out with Sarah that night. So okay. So Hutch goes to what I thought was a bar, but is actually a coffee shop. That's what I thought it was too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we don't see the espresso maker until like. 30 minutes later. So <laughs> it looks like a dive bar. Yeah. It looks very much like a green room. Kind of. Yeah. Not the movie green room, but there's like a local bar called green room here. So yeah. it's just for clarification. So Finn comes in and he is a heartless asshole. But again, he's Jimmy Simpson. So like you will call her. You will call her. Uh, yeah, he comes in. He's like, oh, man, first your parents and now your best friend. And I was like, dude, that's the opposite of an empathetic thing to say. 
Also, it makes it sound like both his parents are dead and not like one murdered the other. Yeah, well. So he's got this bag that Loomis's little sister had given him because his parents were just going to get rid of his video games, which is a little harsh, I feel like. No, well, they were for the little sister, but then... The parents are like, okay. I, I'm too young to play them, which at that point, I would just keep them and play them when I'm older, yeah. you know, because yeah. it would be like a nice way to go back in time or not back in time, but, you know, just kind of like get a little bit of your brother, like as you get older and be like, oh, I, I think in other these. circumstances, because Hutch was basically like an adopted member of the family. Yeah. Um, I think in other circumstances, he would have like when she was old enough to play, he would have kind of taken her under his wing. Kind he probably would have given his memory. Yeah. Um, but that's not what happened. Instead, they're all rooting around the bag. His Zippo lighter's there, and then we see the first of many, many, many shots of the same flashback we will get throughout the movie of this tiny child in the corner engulfed by flames. Just cowering. Yes. And he's like, you can keep the Zippo. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, sweet. They find the game. It's called Stay Alive. And they're like, cool. We're going to all play it together as a group in Loomis's memory. And so they're all, they all gather at Hutch's apartment. Um, Frankie Muniz is. He just kind of shows up. He just kind of shows up. Um, we do not know what his connection is to the rest of them. And it's never explained. He's it's, just, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's just a gamer. He's just a gamer. Yeah. Uh, he looks about 10 years younger than the rest of them, too. Good for him, but he just, well, I mean, it's just it's the way he's dressed. Just, it's not even just his looks, like it's just generally like he's got like that energy of a very young person. I also think he dresses like a kid, kind a, of like a, a kid that wants to dress older, but yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. But yeah, so they're all gonna play together, Abigail included. So it's at, at Hutch's apartment is Hutch, Swank, October, Finn, and Abigail. Yes. And then they've also got Hutch's boss on the line. He's Miller. playing online with a Miller. Yeah. So they're all going to play together. They have to read this prayer out loud. And Frankie Muniz is like, voice activated technology in 2006 localized entirely to this <laughs> <laughs> dining room. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I thought that that was funny because, I mean, at that time, yeah, I think. No, that's not true. I played on the Nintendo 64, <laughs> Hey You Pikachu. And it comes with a microphone, and you talk to Pikachu. You're like, Hey, Pikachu, like, say what's up. And then he would like, come over and give you five. And then it'd be like, Hey, Pikachu, let's go fish. And we'd go fishing together. Oh, it's I. It's not next gen. That's not like next level. That was on the fucking Nintendo 64. All I could think about was PT. Like, I was thinking of that yeah. more because, you know, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, no, this is not new, Frankie. This is very and much that's a thing. what I mean. This is written by people that did not do a ton of research. They're like, this is a thing that you can probably do, but it probably isn't done a lot because you can't do that on the Mario's. Yeah, you can't do this on Mario. <laughs> so they all read the prayer out loud, the prayer of Elizabeth. Uh, we like as they're doing it, like we see a ghost go behind them. Oh yeah, yeah. They've got to uncover the evil of the Garouge plantation. Um, as soon as the game starts up, a zombie ghost child pops up. And these six people who supposedly have like all of this expensive gaming equipment, spend all of their free time gaming, 
are associated with a person who is a beta tester because she's so into gaming. They see this ghost child and they're like, what do we do? Yeah, like, no way, bro. I ain't touching that. <laughs> yeah. So Hutch is like, fuck it. I'll get my crossbow and shoot this bitch. <laughs> like, this member is this little child in front of them. Like, yeah, it's a fucked up way to start a game, but also like. No, not really. I mean, come on. They're playing fucking Silent Hill. Yeah, no, I'm saying like it's fucked up imagery and like starting off the game like that. But like, and that's the thing that gets me throughout this whole movie is every time they see a scene, they're like, oh man, this is too much. This is too creepy. This is fucked up. And I'm like, these people are playing these types of games all the like, time yeah. they've definitely played like resident evil they we know they've played canonically they've played silent hill silent like, hill i don't know about silent hill 4 i've never played that but silent hill i think is much more disturbing than any of the resident evils like pyramid head is one of the most creepiest fucking villains out there like horror villains he's become like he's breached the territory of uh, Maybe this is a controversial statement, but like all of these like iconic horror icons like, you know, Freddy and Jason and Michael, he's kind of like made his own little area there. Like he's, he's carved himself into that whole. He's like undercard, but like high undercard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's like, I mean, seriously. I mean, we saw people cosplaying as him. Yeah. Out of the Scarefest. Two. Yeah. Two people. And they were really good, too. And we saw the actual pyramid head. Yeah. Like, okay, that sounds weird when I say that out loud. Um, they There was a booth for a museum that, like, preserves movie props and costumes, and they brought some of those props and costumes, and one of them was the pyramid head. It's very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what really bothers me about this whole movie is these people that are supposed to be really into gaming, they're all, like, very afraid to game, <laughs> basically, the whole time. And I guess you could make the argument that it's, like, because the... Once you start playing the game, the evil inhabits you, but like, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get it. Yeah. It's really weird too, because they're like running around and we're not really, we're kind of like thrust into the midst of their game. So they've been playing for a while after like he dismembers that child with the crossbow. <laughs> we're like, they're all in the mansion. Miller's like in the basement trying to like look around. Um, they're all like kind of upstairs doing their own thing. And for oh. some reason, they have like roses and they're just like throwing them at these things and it's causing them to disappear. Well, according to October, the undead can't cross the twig of a wild rose. So that was like, yes. they said that beforehand. Yeah. And they made her like this gothy chick because they're like, she can just uh, spout out weird uh, morbid shit because that's what gothy girls know. Uh... They, both of the, the girls are very like scene girls, you know, like the other girl has like the hair like that too. It's very much like mid two thousands. Abigail is manic pixie dream girl for sure. She's yeah. got the hair. She's taking photos at a funeral. Exactly. You're the, you're the only one not crying. I thought you had a story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so deep. Um. Yeah. So Miller ends up getting killed in the torture chamber, and uh, they're all just like, "We're gonna call it a night." And uh, Miller, like, he uh, he's getting ready to go home. The door keeps opening to his office as he's trying to walk out of this office building. He's the last one left there. And then uh, the last time he goes back in there, he hears a sound. It's just his controller fell to the ground. It's vibrating. And then uh, when he goes to pick it up, he sees a face in the mirror. And then he gets killed. He gets killed. Gets killed. Uh, when Hutch gets to work the next day, obviously there's a hullabaloo. And the detective wants to talk to him. 
He thinks it's suspicious. Apparently, Dutch only lives a 10-minute walk away. I do, I, like, for some reason thought this was a big city because of the size of the office That's building. That's what I thought it was, too. Yeah, it's like um, a huge building. Yeah, but it's apparently really not. Yeah, apparently. Finn has found Miller's body in the game. And then, like, he's very insensitive about that fact. Like, he's like, we should just play again for Miller. This is what ga- this is what you do to honor gamers. And then everybody's like, <sighs> hey, you just want to play the game. Like, read the room. Like, clearly you're not doing this to honor them, you know? So he goes to play alone while the rest of them go outside. There's, like, a whole big friend fight, as one does. Uh, Swink. I just wrote Swink Big Talk because they just give him, like, <laughs> It's like they wrote his lines and then they did a thesaurus swap on every word. Yeah, I mean, he's he's just there to spout information all the time. Yeah, and Hutch is now officially paranoid because he's like, well, first Loomis played the game, then Loomis died, then Miller played the game, and Miller died. Wait a minute. What's going on What's here? going on? Then like weird stuff starts happening to everybody. Everybody's like just feeling a little... You know, they're doing things like uh, we see Hutch shaving. We also see his burn scars. They make a point to show that. We see the bloody keyboard. Just like things like that. So we know that evil is following them. Before this, by the way, um, Finn. Mm -hmm. Finn was playing the game, I think. And he, I think, because he stormed off and he actually got to play the game. And then they came back and they thought he was like killed and then i don't know what he was doing i think i think he, he was doing drugs and i think that they like cut because there's a couple of scenes where it's like they're i feel like they're trying he's like trying to be like the stoner of the group i think that they cut every single moment that he smokes weed mm, i can um, see that yeah yeah so he uh he was playing the game and then he cuts he leaves like he doesn't technically die in the game he pauses it with the countess in a carriage yes that's like coming up on him Yes. And apparently there's a rule where the mirror is supposed to stop her, but it wasn't working in his hand for some reason. No, the remember. mirror cracks when she sees it. Yes, that's it. Um, but like polished silver doesn't do that. So the like reflection still gets her. Like she doesn't want to see her reflection. Right, okay. Yeah, so he ends up going. He's like... He pauses the game, right? Yeah. yeah. So he is like working on his stereo in his car during everybody is weirdness stuff happening then we get a research montage in the library with hutch i have never attempted to look this up online but our full detail police reports with crime scene photos of active investigations available online no i don't think so i think that would very much compromise a lot of cases going on out there do libraries have photo printer paper in stock so you can print off said crime scene photo evidence of the apparently publicly available uh, report? Maybe, maybe in small town, big town, Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the actual setting, the actual yeah, name of where we're at. Small, yeah, town, small town, big town, big town. Louisiana. <laughs> but Louisiana is part of like Louisiana, Louisiana. <laughs> God, can you imagine like sending a letter to somebody that lived there? I would get tired of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So he has everybody meet at the coffee shop the next morning at like 9 a.m. And they're all annoyed with him, which to be fair, it's 9 a.m. on a Saturday. He points out that everybody that died after playing the game died in the same way in real life as they did in the game. 
Um, October also did some research on Elizabeth Bathory, which Hutch gets really fucking annoyed about. He says, um, it's insane for you to say that this is Countess Elizabeth doing it. Obviously, it's just an evil game that's killing everybody. Um, I did not understand this. I feel like stuff had to have been cut out from here, too, because it makes no sense. It goes from everybody being like, Hutch, you're crazy to Hutch being like, uh, October, you're crazy. Yeah, it jumps. Like the whole the whole scene wherever they're all kind of like working on their like they're getting spooked individually. That was so jumbled up. I remember like I just said to you, what's happening right now? Because I couldn't tell what was happening. Like I didn't realize that this was supposed to be them like having their own little spook moments. I feel like maybe those things like happen and then they kind of like condensed it. Yeah. A lot of that. Oh, and then something related to this story must have happened too. I would really love to see an un- uncut version of this. I'd be into it. Um, but yeah, so they still have not been able to get Finn. Like Finn has not shown up. They call him and he's driving. This is where all of a sudden cell phones are a thing for the rest of the movie. While he's driving, he checks his rear view mirror. Did not expect him to be the type to check a rear view mirror. And good on him. Um, except when he does, there's a carriage following him and then the mirror cracks and then he, um, goes <laughs> off the side of the road, oh. heavy air quotes, because it's literally like his front two wheels yeah. are on the shoulder his, yeah, and no, the rest of his car is in the lane. <laughs> yeah. Like his car is on pavement still. It's not like he can't, they're acting like he can't drive away from this. <laughs> yeah. But he, he saw, um, like one of the kids, like one of the zombie kids and he swerved out of the way. Yeah. what happened yeah yeah so they're on the phone with it they're gonna come get him because he's unable to he crashed his whip um he calls it a whip uh <laughs> they're gonna come get him and then while we're waiting for that to happen uh we're treated to the worst cgi of 2006 <laughs> yep so they're just like hey jimmy like go into the middle of the road there and just kind of like fall down and roll to the side of the road and then we'll do the rest. It'll look great in post. Don't worry about it. It did not, in fact, look great in post. It was terrible. Oh, it I want was you guys awful. Oh, it's awful. YouTube, like, go to YouTube and see if you can look that up. I, I hope that that's on there. I'll try and find it. If I find it, I'll share it on our socials. Okay, good. Because uh, it's, it's bad. It's bad. I will make allowances for CGI in certain times, but this is inexcusable. But with a bug head of 20 million? No. <laughs> we're not even bug head. We are budget for this movie. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're in budget territory. There's uh, bad CGI on bug head. At that point, I'm going to be like, listen, I'll excuse it, but you really should have gone practical. Um, but with budget, nah, get your shit together. Jimmy deserves a better death than this. Yeah, poor Jimmy. Okay, so at this point, um, October and Hutch and the gang all get there and they find uh, Finn's dead body on apparently the road nobody ever uses in small town, big town, Louisiana, Louisiana. Uh, (laughs) And they call the cops. Um, The cops show up and they're even more suspicious, which, yeah, that's like... That's legitimate. Honestly, I'm normally not on the side of the cops in these movies, but <laughs> I'm like, why are the cops? Why haven't they arrested him? They're yet? like, hey, he called us because he like was wrecked on the side of the road and he needed help. And they like just stop and look over at the car and they're like, notice that that's not even a wreck. They're like, this is not adding up. <laughs> like a lot of times in horror movies, like that, like cliche scene of like getting brought into the 
police station for questioning and i'm like oh god we're just doing this so that way we have like an escape the police scene i wanted that police station questioning scene for this they should have been hauling hutch's ass in yeah they should they they had enough i think they did it was all circumstantial they could have held him for like 72 hours at most unless you got a good lawyer but like you don't even need a good lawyer you just gotta be like i want to talk to my lawyer while they're doing that, like October's mad at Hutch, blames him for Finn's death. That was all she had left. So um, that's sad. I well, feel sad for and her. I don't even understand why she blames him here because it, it wasn't even his idea to play the game. It was his idea. All he did, he didn't even know that the game was like cursed. You know, it's just like everybody's like, yeah, let's go play a fun game together. Anger, grief, wanting to blame it on somebody. Well, whatever. It was shitty. Yeah. The other detective, like... You know, Swink's sitting here. He's going to listen to this game. Like, it definitely is killing people. And uh, the detective's like, all right, I got to I gotta see. It's Detective Thibodeau and Detective something else. And I don't know why I remember Thibodeau, because that's arguably the harder name to remember. Um, but Detective something else is the one that decides that he's going to play the game, and he immediately gets killed. Um, he goes to, like, a GameStop to question the guy. And he's like, hey, have you heard of this game before? And the guy's like, no. And then yeah, I don't think he believes him. Then he goes out to his car and then gets killed in like a very similar way that he died in the game. It was like something to do with like ghosts from behind his chair that he was sitting like in, in the game. his face open. Yeah. I I really want to see the uncut version of that scene. If they Maybe that's where a lot, it would be such a shame if they wasted, like put all budget of the budget on, into like these set yeah. pieces and then they couldn't even show it. Yeah. Yeah. So once that detective's found, they're... Uh... Oh, okay. So wait. So while that detective's doing his detective work, Hutch and Abigail are doing their own detective work. They go to they break into Loomis's house, uh, go into his room and find the address of the game company. The in game his developer. cell phone. In his cell phone, which is stored in his computer tower. So stupid. Um, because that's what gamers do. Come on, man. Gamers gonna game. The cops are getting they're like pulling up lights and sirens at this point ready to pick the whole group up, Swink in October, call Hutch and Abigail, and they're like, meet us back at Loomis's house, except the problem is they'd written down the address of where the game developer is. It never comes into play because the cops never follow them there, so it was kind of stupid that they showed the address being written down. No, the, the address is the house. I know. Oh. What I'm saying is, so Hutch calls swink in october says i need you to find directions to this address and they scribble it down while they're talking right yeah so they're getting the directions then they hear the sirens the cops are about to come up then hutch is like we're gonna turn around meet us at loomis's house and we'll figure this out and so october and swink escape and when the cops get up there they just see that sheet of paper Oh yeah, they with never the show address. Up. Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah, it was okay. Yeah. What was the point in showing us that? It never comes into play. Or fucking mess right here. Yeah. Abigail confesses she lives in her van. Like so out of nowhere. I don't understand this <laughs> at all. They're like, okay, so we're gonna go over here, and this is our game plan. We're gonna go here, and we're gonna we're gonna kill the countess. <laughs> and it's silent <laughs> nobody says anything she's like i lied earlier okay I, i'm embarrassed by it and then even after she says all that nobody acknowledges it they're like anyway so the plan no but like it comes up because 
I think that showed up on the... Yeah, Zoe thinks we're having too much fun in here. If you can hear um... her meow, I'm sorry, but she's getting hungry. Um, so Hutch is apologizing for dragging everybody into this, especially Abigail, because her mom's a preschool teacher and her dad's yeah. or whatever. As if, you know, the rest of them, the orphans, the ones from broken families, the homeless ones, they deserve to get killed because fuck them, right? Right, exactly. But she's like, no, I live in a van down by the river. And I do not do that as good as Chris Farley. It's fine. Um, nobody does. Nobody does. So, yeah, they uh, they go to the address of the game developer. And shock among shocks. Who saw this coming? Oh, boy, howdy. Not me. Um, the address is the actual Grouge Plantation. Yep. I don't. They, uh, it's a familiar, <laughs> you didn't have to look at me like that. I'm thinking while also starting the talk, okay? You shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, so this is like a location that they actually are familiar with in the game, right? In the game and in real life. Because like, okay, so they- Which if- October was familiar with this place in real life. You would think that she would be like, hey, this place looks like the Garage Plantation, especially once it's mentioned that Countess Elizabeth Bathory at the Garage Plantation. <laughs> like, all of these people are so stupid. Yeah. Okay, but we should mention, by the way, that they've realized that even if they're not playing the game, the game is going to play for them. Mm -hmm. So Swink has taken it upon himself to play while all of this is going on so nobody can, like, die as a result of nobody playing. So he's having to like constantly stay alive while they, oh, October and uh, Hutch go inside. You said the thing. What? Stay alive. Oh shit, I did, didn't I? Yeah. Oh shit, okay, but wait. Has October died? No, not yet. Okay. Wait, yeah, wait, no. Okay, so what's what happens here is um, I think she like goes off into like one of the, like it's like a suburb nearby or something yeah that's okay okay so it's before it's before they go before they leave for the plantation they're at loomis's house they realize the game is playing by itself october sees a ghost while she's outside smoking that's um it. so when she goes into like a con like halfway constructed house she ends up getting grabbed hung upside down and like her throat sliced yeah okay october's dead Yes, sorry, I forgot about that. I did too. For some reason, I thought she died at the plantation. I guess she's not, she's only half as stupid because she still did not put two and two together about Garoche Plantation and <laughs> the address and everything. How many Garoche Plantations are within driving distance of small town, big town, Louisiana, Louisiana, USA? I do not know. <laughs> okay. So Swank is going to stay outside playing the game while Hutch and Abigail go inside. They're going to try and um, find the tower where Countess Elizabeth Bathory is because they have to put three nails in her, one in her heart, one in her neck, one in her head, and then they have to burn the blood of the witch. She's a witch now. She's no longer a vampire. Like, yeah, by the way, guys, she's a witch now. We're doing the witch thing. <laughs> um, They're going in. It's just like sp standard, like, climactic haunted house spooky shit like we've got creepy dolls we've got bugs we've got lights going out we've got the girl almost dying but not dying because he's got to have a dramatic smooch with her right before they're like they almost die like yeah um you've known her a day yeah and this is not the appropriate setting yeah and i <laughs> 
We'll, we'll talk. Well, actually, I think at this point, I can't remember if it's... No, it's later. We'll talk about it then. But it's about her and him, their relationship. But at this time, they're exploring the house. And Swink is also exploring the location. And he realizes that, holy shit, like, that's the actual place that they're at right it's now. It's so fucking obvious. I know. Like, he, like, walks outside the house and then gets, like, an actual outside view. And he's like, oh, this is the house that we're at right now. Um, Swink can apparently interact with things inside the house from the game. So whatever he does in the game it has an impact on the actual house. I, I like that. And I wish they'd explored that further. Yeah, it was interesting. Because like it helped. Because at one point, um, uh, Hot Cheers Abigail screams, so Swink like leads him to her, and he needs a crowbar, and he's like, "Hold on, just a second. Okay, look at the ground in front of you. Oh, where did that come from? It, it would be so. It would be so good though if like his giant ass like uh, giant character, ass. his character model is there the entire time too, and he's just like <laughs> in three D, just like. You know, next. I to want these that like that. Uh, choose your character screen where he's just kind of like. Exactly. Yeah, that's like how he's at all the time. He's kind of like gyrating, like kind of thrusting. But yeah, yeah he's he's helping. Um, Abigail is being attacked because she found like a secret room inside of like a wardrobe or a closet, and she went back in there, and she's being pinned by zombie babies and. Yeah, she she found the the diary. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so he gets her, they kiss, um, Swink is talking to them on the phone, um, cause listening to people kiss over the phone is like the first step you need before you can watch them fuck in a pig mask. He could like, watch them from the game and they wouldn't even know. That's true. But it would be their character Like models. he just like tosses in a pig mask in the game. Everything yes. he sees in the game. Yeah. He could have done that. Yeah. But no, oh shit. Thanks bud for the assist. Loomis <laughs> told me about this. <laughs> So Swink gets locked out of the van. He left the laptop there, which is a stupid fucking mistake to make at this point in the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which uh, the game starts playing itself again, and we see him get killed, supposedly, except here's the thing. We watch Frankie Muniz run, and he dives into a rose bush, and we're meant to believe that he died because it showed a game over on the laptop. And I'm like, we have been beat over the goddamn head about the fact that she cannot cross the twig of a wild rose. And right. he is ensconced in <laughs> wild rose twigs at this point. Yeah. So like, And that was one of the things when I was Googling information about stay alive, everything that kept coming up is how did Swink stay alive and stay alive? And I'm like, maybe I am too smart for this movie. Maybe this movie was like. Yeah. I don't um, know. I, I mean, they make it pretty obvious <laughs> in the end whenever you actually see him again. Yeah. So... Hutch and Abigail get to like this, the torture chamber. They find the tower where the countess is going to be. Um, there's a ghost girl. There's some roses. They're like throwing roses every so often. Just everywhere. De demolishing ghosts. Yes. It right. is like they are getting ready to propose to their like girlfriend of two months that they had a fight with and they need to make it really romantic really fast to make it up <laughs> yeah. for. And they're like, okay, we're just going to toss some roses for this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> So they get to the tower. They're going to go in, except, oh, man, the door slams between them. So Hutch is on the inside of the tower and Abigail's on the outside and they're crying and they do a whole Jack and Rose. I'll never let go. Um, so Hutch gives her the last rose and this bitch starts pulling off the petals. Yes, this is what <laughs> I was going to talk about. So she's playing. He loves me. He loves me. Not with this. And they just fucking met. So she's already like banking on like. This guy's going to rescue me from this van. She is following some Disney princess rules. Yeah, she for is. For sure. Red flag, dude. <laughs> you don't want 
no. They are trauma bonded, full stop. Um, so Hutch goes up there. He finds the body. He does the nails, but he doesn't do the burning of the blood fast enough. So she sits up and pulls out the nails. And then he has his moment of truth where he sets the fire, even though he's going to be trapped up there. But don't worry, the power of friendship saves him because uh, Swink and Abigail are able to get in. Can I say, though, I thought that the way that they made the Countess look in this scene with her mouth like getting super big and just screaming at him, I thought that that looked really nice, and it was pretty yeah. unsettling. Yeah, it was. It was. By the way, so this is funny because, yeah, they like come in and rescue him. Swink is like still covered in roses, by the way, and like I just like to think that... He just like they just stuck to him the entire time. Like he didn't like I I feel like it's like meant to like make it look like he like covered himself in it. That way he can like run around and be protected. But like I just like to think he never actually was able to get him off. They're just like stuck inside him the entire time. I believe it. Yeah. Head cannon. But yeah, so uh they they go out, they've saved the day, it's all good. Except we go back to not GameStop and there's a sweet new shipment. Stay alive. It's the guy that was questioned earlier, too. He's like, sweet. Yeah. And then he pops in the PlayStation 2 disc and then it's playing throughout all of the game stuff. However, he didn't read the poem at the beginning. He didn't do the next-gen technology of voice activation. The game just goes ahead and starts. We do hear somebody reciting it. But not after, not like, him, it's already playing, though. Yeah. So it's just stupid. All right, Travis. How do you feel now? Uh, my opinion hasn't changed, dude. Like, it's, like I said, it's something that I can watch, but only, like, if somebody makes me watch it. I'm not going to actively seek this thing out. That's fair. I'm going to give it a solid five still, mostly because I hold out hope that someday I can find the uncut version. Yeah. And it will be a more decent balance of the cheesiness and the gore. That See, I so love. That would be another instance where like I'll be forced to watch it, but I'll watch it. You know, it's not terrible, but it's not good. I think Talia is right there with you. I think she's also going to give it a three because uh, she didn't do much during this movie. <laughs> she hit the button once at like 37 minutes and that was it. She had that whole fight with Scout and Zoe. I did not make note of that. Don't you remember that? She was eating her like treat and they went over oh, to yeah. her. Yeah, that was all during this movie. Yeah. Well, she didn't have a good time. <laughs> she did not have a good time. She didn't have a good time with this movie. All right. Uh, what is. Wait, hold on. I got the reviews from. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you guys surprised me. I didn't think anybody would actually review this movie. We've got obviously. Um, we've obviously got Amy's review because she told us how she feels about this in her recommendation or suggestion or whatever. She prefaced it well. She did. She also mentioned that Frankie Muniz is in it, which, you know, only... Also factually accurate. Yeah, it, it just increased the anticipation for this one. But we got um, two reviews here that I got. So the first one is from M. Storm. All right. Hey, man, what's up? So he says, um, much like you, forgot I'd watched this before. <laughs> that about sums up the movie. <laughs> I have no rebuttal. That's nope. uh yeah. Yeah, it's That's very accurate. spot on because it's exactly how you felt about it. And the second one is from Kelsey. Hey Kelsey. Uh, she says the concept is fun, the acting is goodish, but the CGI slash effects are the downfall. 
I would agree with all of that. I would add in that like the script could use somebody who likes horror and somebody who likes video games. I th- yeah, that I mean you need something you need to actually have like an understanding of what you're doing. Yeah. Like what your subject is. But also and, and obviously like these uh, obviously William Brent Bell has like some experience in the horror genre. Yeah. I just I feel like I think this, he was dipping his toes with this. I think this movie mostly suffered from having 15 minutes cut. Yeah. Really is what it is. I feel like we lost a lot of context. We lost a lot of good scenes potentially. I don't know. That's my theory. I feel like, it, yeah, it definitely watered it down. Yeah. From what it was probably supposed to be. Because it just, it does just feel like there's something missing from it. And maybe yeah. it's not heart. Maybe heart isn't missing. Maybe maybe heart was there all along. They would it would just maybe heart being cut out of the chest graphically on screen is what is missing. <laughs> yeah, it could be actually. It could be a completely different movie. I don't know. I you know I I would like to watch the un unrated like uncut version of this. Y'all, the, what changed. what means is I'm about to try and look this up on Amazon, and I'm going to try and buy <laughs> a cheap DVD, and then Travis is going to go, wait, let me check my boutique mm-hmm. Blu-ray site. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm going to go boutique for this one. We can get, <laughs> DVD is just fine. <laughs> this is a DVD quality movie right I bet here. we could find it at Half Price Books. Yeah, I bet you could. Let's All do right. a search for that. I have an IMDb review also, okay. and this actually, I went with like a critic review. Oh, okay. Um, so this movie has a 24 on Metascore. Um, but the very top one, I feel like sums up my thoughts on it. And I'm curious what your thoughts are. Okay. So this person gave it a 50. So also solid middle of the road. Horror buffs looking for a novel twist on genre formula should look elsewhere. But this body count pot boiler about a sinister video game and the poor dopes who make the mistake of playing it is the movie equivalent of junk food. It's not good, but it's predictable and even satisfying in a low expectations way. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue that. I, I would say it's, I don't know. I think it's a little bit worse than what they're giving it credit for. I like that he did the junk food comparison because I had that whole conversation with you re R.L. Stein books and how uh, me and my mom like to use the phrase candy books, like yeah, no nutritional value and you shouldn't have a lot of them, but like they are fun. This is the kind of junk food that I eat and like after I'm done, I'm like, why the fuck did you do that, dude? It's like the unsatisfying junk food. Yeah. Like, like you're, you're, you're yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> like you're in, you're on a road trip and you stop at a gas station and you really want Doritos, but they don't have Doritos. They've got like some knockoff like uh, Doritos flows and you're like, Ew. this sounds suspicious, but like, hey, <laughs> I want some, I want some, I want some nacho cheese goodness and then you eat it. And you're like, this is terrible, but you keep eating it anyway. And you're like, well, I'm not as hungry as I was, but I don't necessarily feel like a better person for having eaten that. Fair. <laughs> so that's how we feel about this. I really want to see the unrated version. Me I too. feel like I feel like I would have a different opinion. Just the more like the more that we've talked about it and broken it down. So that's my chain. My chain is uh whatever is cut. Okay. I, I agree with that. Uh, who'd you relate to? Mm, who did I relate to? <sighs> These characters had so little personality. Yeah, they did. Like it's non-existent. Um, probably the one detective, not Thibodeau. 
Um, when they dies? Yeah. Why? Like, because he's just like, hey, man, I'm a cop doing a serious job and you're treating me like a joke. Okay. Mm, I, uh, I don't know, dude. I'll, Come on. I'll, are you I'll... leading man? Are you nerd? No. Are you wisecracking sidekick? Are you goth girl? Or are you manic pixie dream girl? Those are the only five types of people that can exist. I'm Miller. You're Miller. Yeah. So you're lying to me about staying late at the office. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, uh, I don't know. Like, he's a guy that tries to, like, live a normal life and also, like, still, like, tries to, like, indulge himself in the gaming and the side. I feel, I feel that. I feel like I've slipped away from video games somewhat here recently i'm not up to date oh we're about to go hardcore game after finishing this yeah we're and by I mean, hardcore game i mean we're gonna go build some vacation homes in animal crossing See, that's the thing i'm only <laughs> like i'm big on nintendo pretty much exclusively right now i've kind of lost touch with all of these other ones but you know i i'm kind of okay with it really because i think nintendo has the best stuff usually like if i'm looking for a console nintendo they have the third party stuff there too to not like as good as the other stuff, but their first party stuff is where it's at. Right. That's yeah. not what this is about, though. What is your dream sequel? My dream sequel is they get sucked into the game. Ooh. Yeah. I like that. And uh, it could be like you could make it animated if you want, mm. but I don't think that would be good. I feel like you need to like, have them it be like it be live action in the game like in like like from their perspective but like if you're getting glimpses of the monitor you're seeing it all from like an actual game so it's like first would, person yeah yeah i would like that it's did you i feel like we've talked about this the movie beowulf yes like that movie felt very uncanny valley to me yeah because it's all just like yeah cgi i would not want to watch a movie that was all like that <laughs> no all right i think that covers it uh next week we are uh we got the big showdown. The big showdown. The one that we did all those bonus episodes for. Yeah. We are doing Freddy versus Jason, which currently on streaming is available on HBO Max. Let me see if there's any other options for renting it. Oh, um, okay. I'm looking it up right now. Don't worry. Yeah, so you can uh, stream it on HBO Max, rent it on YouTube for $4.00. Or Voodoo for $4 or Amazon Prime for $4. We're obviously going to be watching it on our Screen Factory and Rated Blu-ray box set. So that way we can get some of those juicy, juicy factoid nuggets that come along in our like featurettes. Mm-hmm. And I anticipate that being a long episode. I can't wait for it, dude. I've been so excited to cover that movie. Yes. It's going to be so awesome. We are finally there. So watch it in advance. Yes. And then we'll talk. Yeah, we'll be here. Um, you can follow along with us on our social media. We've got a Facebook page. We've got Instagram, Least Favorite Scary Movie Podcast. Twitter, Least Fave Pod. You can email us at leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. Obviously, if... it has results because we got this movie from an email request. Yes. Well, not necessarily. Well, maybe a request. I don't know. Did you request this? No, it was not a request. It, it was, was a like an FYI. Yeah. You want this movie. I've got the goods. Well, we took it upon ourselves yes. because we had to like complete. It's like. An unofficial trilogy for us. Yes, and yeah. we've done it. We did. Um, we're triathletes now. That's how triathlons work. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've got our website, which is scarymovie.com. Rate, review, and subscribe because it makes a big difference. Other people hear us. 
when they are recommended by like the algorithms other people something. see us yeah. so they can hear us. yes that's that's what i meant yes um that's that got it? it that it all right until next time bye bye game over Yeah, a little bit too soon. We get it, Zoe. <laughs> We're almost done. Don't interact with her. It's just going to make it worse.